Uh, so, Charles, should we explain to Jesse the elaborate pre-show stuff that we do? Yes. Oh, please yeah. do. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's... Okay, welcome to When Will It End? It's a movie podcast. <laughs> Keep it. Don't don't fucking cut this out. It's a movie podcast. We watch, we watch the movies. Don't laugh over this. We this is serious. This is the intro. We watch the movies. We watch the movies. We watch all of them. We start with one... We then follow sequentially from the first through an entire <laughs> series of films. We have, of course, arrived at a little movie I like to call. I actually keep forgetting what the fuck this one's called. <laughs> well, it's because <laughs> I've been calling it Fast Seven. I, I don't know. Is that well, it? They did the same thing. Furious as... Seven. Yeah, they did the same thing as last time, where the title card is actually different than the marketing title card. Wow. So it says Fast and Furious Seven when you watch it, but when you actually get the Blu-ray wow. or pirate it, it says Furious Seven. Wow, it's, you know, this is the shit you don't get in other podcasts. So, Jesse, you're, you're coming in. We're going to introduce you in a second, but you've missed that. I am. Terrific. I have been... Uh, hey, Jesse, shut the fuck up the, for a minute. The, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Tr- I'm going to take Jesus a step back. Jesus Christ. Guys. Yeah, f- I know it's like, oh, I'm the, I'm the big... I'm going to swing dick. I'm the new guy. But you know what? We have a system here. Okay, Charles, now you talk. Trust the system. Um, I've taken on the onus of two tasks while watching the the Furious verse. Uh, the first is chronicling and analyzing the use of the word family, and right. that's been causing some problems. The second, uh, which I sort of really took on last episode, but is it's my new work, is to really try to figure out the titling of this series. I've wanted to say and... take it on the anus for th- two minutes now, and I, I've been I waited long enough. All right. Did you say taken on the anus? I just I had to say it. It was sitting there. Yeah. You don't leave money on the table it. when you street fight. The street always wins. Go ahead. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So we'll we'll probably talk about the titles a bunch. But yeah, why don't we? Uh, this is the seventh. This is is this the biggest series so far? Seven. I think it might be the biggest cultural phenomena ever at this point. I I, cr- I fucking was sobbing at the end of this movie like an insane person. Oh yeah. Oh my god, Jesse! Holy shit! Shut up. We haven't introduced you. Guys, Jesse. guys, I know I'm being really, this shit really is, rambunctious This is over fucking here. crazy. This is, he's worse than your brother. Oh, hold on. Are you recording? <laughs> Motherfucker, are you recording? Wait, guys, I haven't been recording. Hold on, let me record. Stay where you are, Jesse. I'm breaking the six feet barrier to kill you. <laughs> um, c- can we just talk for a minute about the part where Vin Diesel's holding a shotgun in Jason Statham's face? That that scene is I'm transfixed by that moment. I know we should work for it, but oh my god, that's the craziest thing that's happened. To you. Wait, are we gonna are we gonna follow the the long history of podcasting and introduce our guests? Oh yeah, or not? This is, uh, Charles's guy Jesse. I don't know whatever. Yeah. Hey guys. Hi listeners. This is Jesse. Jesse, give us the I'm give here. us your vitals: height, weight, uh, circumcision or not, blood type, blood type, six foot. Oh, six feet away from you at all times. Mm, topical. Um, yeah, because of the because of the coronavirus, because of the outbreak. What's no shut? What's you your know, blood type? Uh, I'm on this show really because much like these two people, I have also watched this movie. Yeah, that's all you need to get on that's this true. show. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's what it takes. You have to watch the movie, and then you get on the show. I brought in Jesse. I don't even know. Right? Hold on. I don't think. I don't think we have to be married to this whole having seen the movie thing. I don't know if that. Josh, <laughs> what? I knew this was going to happen. We start recording remotely two weeks, and you're already bailing on watching shit. Hold on. This, this is just uh, like the real oh, man. Oh, there are the cars in this one. Were crazy. You see those cars, guys? <laughs> yeah, you saw oh that my one. God, they were so good. Oh, um, they were so fast. Over 230 cars were destroyed in the making of this movie. 
Yeah. No. Uh, Paul Walker died in the middle of making it. But Jesse, oh, what's yeah, what's, right. so what's one, your give one us Paul Walker? Give us the je ne sais quoi of it all with you, Jesse. What's the flavor? Are you are you a smoky paprika? Are you with a sharp bite of the nutmeg? Walk us through it. Uh, I like to think of myself as just uh, a nice big jar of adobo sauce mm, uh, that okay. you find in the Goya aisle. Nice. Um, By the way, I'm currently in the Goya aisle. <laughs> stay far away from that. Okay. Uh, I, I don't like that. Charles has gotten awfully anti-Semitic over the years we've worked together, and uh, it's nice. I that- feel like I met him, and he started off very anti-Semitic. <laughs> Is he worse? Is he worse now? Well, I mean, off my he'll, Josh. He'll be like, Josh, can you call? You? Didn't 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 your uncle produce this? And I'm like, Charles, no. It's because I'm Jewish and uh, fucking. It's, oh, it would have worked in of, person. Of movies like okay, controlling yeah. the media. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, forget it. Mile a minute. Everybody knows about it. You're the adobo sauce. Charles hates Jews. Um, now let me ask you this, Jesse. Those what's, are the top line items. What's your relationship? like with the fast saga um my chronology with it was i watched fast five on i I didn't really watch any of them in theaters right i watched fast five on dvd back in like 2012 and then josh can i i'm gonna interrupt but josh he's a he's a dvd boy like you yeah, DVDs rule, man. Most normal like home video people had already made the switch to blu-rays by 2012 but not you josh oh Look, well, we're not rich. It's funny how you guys you control the media, well, I'm, but I'm you comfortable, don't control Jesse, the whole media. I'm comfortable. <laughs> I I would never spend the money on a Blu-ray when a DVD <laughs> works just as well no, as no, showing I, the film. I'm with Frugal Jesse. When they explained that you had to buy a new thing for it, I was like, I'm out. I already have the one but thing. But you guys, no. you saw the intro little movie that had the line in the middle of your screen. Oh, God. And it had on one side the DVD quality. And on the other side, it had the Blu-ray quality. This is Charles's idea. That's this is his idea of, of good content, where he's like, well, the naming conventions of the saga, and of course, when I saw the, the specs, the tech specs on Blu-ray, I knew I had to upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's accurate, folks. All right, that's been yeah. the show. Jesse, I'll catch well, you next time. I was trying to come with a, with a cum joke, but it wasn't fast enough. Uh, the onus anus one really... Yeah. You just That's gold already. But yes, okay, so you were a latecomer to the saga, Jesse. Yes, and so the the second one I saw was Furious 7. I was, like, marginally aware of the series as it was coming out. And then I saw Furious 7 with uh, Charles in theaters, um, just as uh, on a action movie whim. And uh, our good friend Derek DeLora was also there. And um, it was such a groundbreaking... It was, like, no experience I've ever had, honestly, in a movie theater. Um, I know we're going to get into it, but... Uh, it just means so much to me now. And now, as far as I'm concerned, the rest of the Fast and Furious saga revolves around, they are planets revolving around the sun that is Furious 7. It is, in in my view, the culmination of oh everything. God. I'm so glad uh, you said that. Wow. There, there, are nine, there are 10 movies, nine planets, and the sun. That's 10. Wow. We can make our own yeah. Furious verse in reality. A solar system. It's it's great that Jesse's bravery is matched only by Charles's accuracy of detail. Yeah, um, yeah, and I appreciate it. Everyone, yeah. you know, what's, that to the table. what's funny is that like I base like I like maybe thirty percent of our friendship I associate with maybe more actually. I'm just gonna like eighty percent of our friendship is based around Fast and Furious. And for some reason, I thought you were like super into the series when we went to see it. 
But it's like no, this- I watched the film and I became into the series because. And it's fu- funny that you say that about the friendship because. Now, granted, at, at this point when we're recording this, I haven't heard your takes on Fast Five or Fast or <sighs> Six. Stop dating the podcast. <laughs> Excuse me with the naming. Please stop dating the but, podcast. Um, this is Shrek sorry, three all over again. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the third. But like this, this movie is about friendship. The whole thing, uh, the family, the connection with other people, with other men. Uh, we got to get into it. It's definitely, uh, you know, it's a. This was, I don't want to throw any salt on the fire here. This was an awfully sexist installation of the series. As much as I mm. love this movie, I thought there need to be like, Ramsey's a hacker, but she got ass. It was like, yep. Jesus Christ. Like, I, that, that's, that was so flagrant. I, I thought that was. Thing. Oh, yes. <laughs> I feel like this is the seventh version of this movie, and it started off as sex. Like, Lynn took over, and it became the most sexist iteration of this idea. And Juan is sort of inheriting this, and I think he has to pl- pay tribute to that sexism, but at the same time have another character come in and be like, okay, come on, guys, what the fuck? And I, I don't know if it works, but I really, it's like, that's one of the things that happens when you make a movie in 19, or two, what was what was the first one, 2001? 2001. When you make a movie back then when, like, literally no one gave a shit about misogyny and sexism in Hollywood, and then you're still making movies to that crowd. And, like, I think, yeah, it's not great, but it's, like, I, I think Justin Lin did a much worse job of that. Um, I like that James Wan upped the upskirt ante to p- present a skirt that is barely an operational skirt to begin with, which begs the question, is it Wait, an but upskirt? that was happening in the prior movies, though. No, no, I know, but in the other movies, like, Juan... that's, that's, like, been in every movie. No, no, but Lin works a little Lin harder is... to get those upskirts in three, and this one, the woman's skirt doesn't even cover her butt. So is it even an upskirt? It's like from any angle that the camera hits. Exactly. The skirt, you can see, is like from above, you can still see her butt. (laughs) Yeah, somehow, yeah, her her genitals are visible. Somehow a downskirt, an upskirt downskirt. I love that British TV show. Upskirt, oh, wow, that's pretty good. (laughs) Josh is already ready to to kick me (laughs) off the show. (laughs) So, so Jesse, what's your deal, man? Um. (laughs) You know, if if uh, if Charles did die, I would digitally replace him. <laughs> oh my god! I, I just get Philip and graft some fucking existing footage of Charles onto Phillip it. Philip would just to be well, like um, Charles's siblings. Yeah, near yeah. you, Philip would like literally let you, you graft my tattooed skin onto his skin in a very painful procedure, oh just to be a part of this show. Wow, that's horrifying! Yikes! Hey, shout out to Caleb and Cody Walker for carrying on Paul Walker's body shape. Oh, they used two. Well done. Uh, they used two walkers. Yeah. How many walkers does it take to fill the shoes of Paul? At least two. Yeah. And a team of stuntmen. Well, yeah. of course. They're, mean, they're called the, the in the credits, they're listed as stand-ins. <laughs> and they're the only two people listed as stand-ins. Wow. Interesting. Which we know is patently false because this is a multi-million dollar... Hollywood movie. They they all had stand-ins. Weird. Yeah, they spent some money on this one, huh? They did, and they made it all back, and then some. What this movie was amazing to me is that they managed to make it look like a like a dollar store DVD action movie, and yet the most expensive possible version of it. Because so many of the props are like people holding like folders with like "dangerous bad guy, he's no good" or whatever, like in like all caps written on it. And, <laughs> and I love that shit. Like all the details. The phone are- app. 
Oh my god! Yeah, Dom's phone, app. phone location locator device that he just glances <laughs> Wait, at. What when, it, when is that? When uh, he gets when the, the reason, bomb okay, blows What up. we find out in this movie, which is so psychotic, understanding the chronology of these films, in the middle of this movie, the call that that Statham gives Dom from Tokyo <laughs> right. is yes. what lets him realize that Han has been killed and that there's the crate on on paul walker's doorstep is a bomb and he knows it's because there's an app on his phone apparently that detects the location of any incoming call it is but dude th- amazing oh i'm so You're glad right. you brought that up because this is i feel like this whole series so far has been using three which they sort of was like the fucked up bastard not related member of the family that they sort of had to agree could come to thanksgiving mm, and absolutely the whole every other movie was like Han's like, oh, he's alive in this one because we want him to be in the movie, but they keep reminding us that he's going to die. And what a perfect way to like fucking bridge that gap is to have that moment be a part of this movie. And we are now back. We're locked into real time. And we don't have to like be concerned about, wait, is this before three or after three? We're now like very secure in where we are in the franchise. And it gives Han's death meaning. Yeah, that's part of why this movie is so central to the to the whole series because in six in all of these other movies before we're all over the place and then in seven it all it all bottlenecks beautifully mm. well jesse i'm happy you brought that up uh because it's something i was thinking about watching these movies what's so fucking funny what's so fucking uh, funny charles uh, I, I just know where you're going baby and i I'm you don't know what i'm doing you don't know me you don't understand me I can see you. We have a real Roman Tej. to find out. We have a Roman Tej dynamic. Wait, Charles, what do you what do you Ugh. think he's about to say? What what do you no, think no. he's getting to? Oh, I mean, you, oh, you want to go uh, on the ride? Okay, so I'm gonna I might edit this out just to give Josh his thunder. <laughs> no, 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 show. leave it in. Leave it in. Go ahead. Are you gonna talk about old Corona? No, I'm not gonna talk about Corona. Oh, <laughs> fucking thought, idiot! What, my favorite part of this, this movie is when <sighs> uh, Kurt Russell hands Vin Diesel. A fucking bottle of Corona, and he grabs it with his entire fist by the it's bottleneck. Sick. Yes, that's how a man drinks a yes. beer. Is that how you hold a Corona? According to the God of Corona, yeah. <laughs> Have I been doing it wrong these many years? Yeah, apparently, according to fucking Dom Toretto, an, an authority that you're so lucky. Yeah, Vin Diesel hasn't beaten you up yet. Oh my God, Kurt Russell's in this movie. Okay, just shut Sorry, the fuck Josh, up. I shut the I'm fuck gonna up. edit that all out. Sorry. Don't fucking Good. worry about it. Okay, cool. Mute Jesse. Can you do that? Mute Jesse. Turn him off. He's okay, Jesse, stick around. He's not even okay, going to be in is, this episode. This is just for us. This is just for us, Josh. Go ahead. Okay, great. Um, something I was thinking about watching this movie is the role in the saga that four and six serve to their their immediate successors. Right. Because they're watching all these in order. What you realize is that four. You know, we covered this obviously in great detail. It nails the emotional beats. It resolves one, and it by the end of four, it's brought us to a point where we can have five. Absolutely. By the end of four, most of the balls in the air that have been floating around for, like, in, in a truly disjointed and baffling manner are sort of brought together. Where Brian and Mia's storyline makes sense. Brian and Dom have their you know return to their friendship. We sort of get to the point where the foundation's been laid for the getting the team together in five, which gives us the first true masterpiece in this series. Absolutely. And then we have six, a movie where they, they're sort of, we've got to up the ante a little bit. We've got to figure out what's next. We know we got to bring Letty back into the fold, X, Y, Z. Right. And it's, it's honestly, I forgot what the fuck happened in six before I watched this, which is a yeah, terrible review of six. <laughs> we I watched like, it a week ago. <laughs> I have no real idea. I, I must say it, Four, both four and six. Uh, first of all, I totally agree with you. 
four and six mostly serve for a couple of action set pieces, and then the rest is largely soap opera style storytelling. Oh, you fucked that up, Jesse. Feeds into the next movie. You fucked up. We loved four soap opera bullshit. Well, I, I oh, mean, I'm I don't have a problem with either of those things. I love four and. I'm a pretty big fan of six too. The action set pieces but in six are amazing. It it all leads to the next movie, right? Mm. It's something about like the style and the the vision and the emotional beats. They need a deep breath in between the truly meaningful installations. And I think it's time to open the door in seven here. But I, I want to. I'll open. I'll open by moving my pawn forward. The emotional beats of everyone in this movie work, and the fact that oh, that Shaw is avenging his own family from six luke evans is brilliant and it fixes the problem of six which is that and four where you have these sort of generic bad guys and in seven to have a guy who's like you fucked with my family you got a family i got a family brilliant yeah it's it's a yeah and i think it fixed the problem of, of six where it's all sort of coming back to me in the same way that once uh letty saw the the cross she just got her whole memory back and just uh you remember everything I remember everything. So it all came back. It just like I was. That's why I haven't really been talking for. This is so in the movie in seven when Letty just like leaves for a half hour. That was my moment where for the last three minutes I just had, like I was sitting here in awe, just like remembering six. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. So this gotcha. fixes the problem in six where we had this idea of a friend, like a a a, a less family based bizarro world version of their team, and it didn't really work. But I think what this does is by having Statham be all by himself, representing a family that no longer exists to him, it's sort of, that is even more of a success as a bizarro family, having a, a solo person, but still represent a group and a family that no longer is his. Hmm. Well said. And also the fact that Statham is so fucking cool. And I like Luke Evans, and I don't think he's bad in six, but like... Man, he, Statham is captivating in this. Everything he does is fascinating. No, he's incredible. And he doesn't even, he doesn't do that much. No, he just like relentlessly pursues them and is cool. Yeah. the op- like okay. the Darth Vader of the movie. The kind fucking of? opening scene is incredible. It, it's just the opening credits oh, yeah, and it's no, the fucking opening incredible. Is, mm. Like he has that whole thing. He's talking to just his brother and then it pulls away. And you're like, oh, two scared people. And then it pulls away. And you're like, holy sh- It's it, he destroyed was, the building. That was the moment when I was like, "Bye bye, Justin. Hello, Juan. I am Jimmy. fucking in." And you can feel the new director's presence the whole way through. It oh my is god, such an upgrade! And like, yeah. I think Lynn like really elevated this to a new level from the first two. But I'm so happy he's gone. Like, this was a breath of fresh air. The way he uses silence and sound and all these things are so much better done. His use of silence is fucking tremendous. You know, in, in one of the innumerable scenes when a car is hurtling through the stratosphere, when it cuts out and we just hear the birds chirping, as like oh that shit God. was exceptional. Mm. It felt like springtime. It did feel like springtime. The camera work in the in the first Hobbs Shaw fight, when when he has the camera following the action kinetically, flipping over and rotating and getting occasional these like sort of like fish eye kind of like I just thought it was this. It's like I'd never seen a fight before in this series until that fight. Well, but. I will say that, like, for for the action and sp- for the fist fights specifically, this this is the first movie, and and it's because Jason Statham is your antagonist. There hasn't been like, there's no personality 
personality to like any of the fight scenes because there's like there's no ideas really but now that you have like the idea of Hobbs versus the idea of Shaw and then you like get the the wacky camera work also in there the whole series was missing an antagonist one through six really don't hit it they like start to get it with Luke Evans but not that's an interesting point. Like, th- again, this brings it all together. Because I think... One, the... two, three, four, five are like... There's there's nothing compelling about the villains. Yeah. They're... Uh, like, we liked two. Uh, I think two is like a really nice villain, but... Um, very different. Yeah, very different. He's very quiet and like almost believable. And we sort of liked the way that Roman and the villain had a sense of respect for each other. And like, he was much smaller mm. and, it, and it worked for two because two is... A much smaller well, movie. Well, as we discussed, two two feels like a '90s movie, and this movie again, as the series like lurches forward into the 21st century, uh, the, the advances from film to film are getting like unbelievable now. I really like halfway through this, I was like, "This is really good," but is it Fast Five good? And by the end, I was like, "Absolutely, this is the be- I'm mm-hmm. going to fucking blow up the whole thing, Charles. This is the best one I've seen oh, so God. far." We keep doing this. Yep. We need to maybe just ask the question right off the top. How can I hold my tongue when I behold a thing like Fast 7 where I'm crying on my couch in my sweatpants on a weeknight? And this is, I mean, you usually do that, but this is a special sort of tears. <laughs> well, it was a focused kind of crying, not just the general right. buckshot yeah, kind of whatever. These. You didn't right. add these to your little tear jar that you keep on your uh, bedside table. These just you spent. You left them. Well, can I explain? You the, earned them. Let yes. me explain the emotional context of watching this movie to you absolute fucking idiots. I think that'd be um, great. We're right. all separate from each other. Normally we watch One, them together. the news came through today, and I'm going to date myself. Uh, the Dead & Company summer tour was officially canceled today, which is very sad to me. And two, yeah. mm. I was, I've been working on a bit on Facebook where uh, I was posting a lot of Linkin Park stuff, cause I, like ironically, because I thought it was funny. But then people were like, no, fucking Linkin Park rules. So I started like like listening to and reading all the Linkin Park lyrics, and I was like, oh, Chester, man, Chester died, RIP Chester. And so like, it was like oh, an emotional God. day Rip. going into this watch, you know? Damn, man. That is such revisionist history. Like What, liking Linkin Park? People... Yeah, I mean, Linkin Park was so sh- just shit on by like every like every critic most people who just weren't into new metal new met and you metal yeah new and now to like be so reverent i agree of the group since chester committed suicide I, wait when just, was this who's, Ch- who's could, Chester? i don't know chester, anything about this he, band. he's the no, he's the short-haired gentleman uh who sings really high he's the emo singer there's the rapper suicide, like a couple years ago there's the Can rapper you guys sing one of his the songs one of the best okay oh, God, songs. Josh, two, three, four. one thing i don't know why it doesn't even matter how hard you try keep that in mind as i'm trying to mind myself it's all i know time's a valuable thing watch it fly by as the pendulum swings something 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 in the end it doesn't even matter oh, yeah. i had to fall yeah, to lose right that's down. chester in the that's end chester? it doesn't really matter uh, that's chester when did he kill right. himself he's not the rapper he's the singer right when mike shinoba himself? is the rapper Chester very, Bennington is very the singer. Good, Josh. He's looking very, this up very on his good. phone. Thank you. Did your research. Don't worry about it. <laughs> for the record, can you, you fine gentlemen, you're watching me via video stream right now because we're in the 21st century, baby. Forget about it. Um, was I was I using a lyrics sheet to effortlessly recite those lyrics 
to. I literally you, saw it reflected in you. your pupils. And no, your pupils no, are no, like no, millimeters. No, I checked Chester's name. I didn't do that when I was doing it. <laughs> this is bullshit. This is the revisionism. When did he kill himself? Why did he kill himself? Why? <laughs> no, when? Let me go to Why? Wikipedia. <laughs> Look, okay, we, thank, it, thank God I don't have to explain to you why he killed himself. Well, he while Josh sad. is looking up when, can you please tell me why, Jesse? Uh, he, it, I, I, frankly, I couldn't. No? Uh, but you say you're a friend of Chester's. Okay, so he... I, I never said that. He took his own life on July 20th, 2017. Um, and oh, it's my birthday. And that was two months after... <laughs> well, you have two things to celebrate After now. Chris Cornell. After, hey! Well, Chris Cornell killed himself two months before, so it's probably a related thing. They were friends. Oh, it's uh, like the serial killers copy another <laughs> serial killer? Um, no. <laughs> it's a copycat uh, yeah. suicide? Uh, yeah, you got it. Sure, yeah, okay. I guess in Charles' talk, that makes sense. Let's go with it. And it, that so really when, hurts me because I was a big Audio Slave fan, and, and this really was... It was a tough month for me. I did yeah. like when Letty was like the the vows that josh is gonna copy word for word when he gets married uh when you die i'm gonna die that was like some some that, <laughs> that uh, yo how about when vin that about, is, this isn't a perfect movie it's a perfect movie when, uh, when, it's vin, a perfect when movie. vin brings the sledgehammer that was like a looney tunes moment when they're looking at her fucking headstone and he's like i should have done this a long time ago and then whips out a fucking <laughs> sledgehammer to literally just i was losing it it was both totally in character for dom toretto and psycho like 100 percent psychotic I... I have to say, I was really pleased with the the story and the direction at that point when he did not actually break the tombstone. Because I feel like in a worse version of this mm. movie, she walks away and then he he does it. Yeah, but the fact that motion. he just stands there with the sledgehammer and has to kind of contemplate what <laughs> like what he's doing with the sledgehammer in a graveyard by himself which is funny because it was a nice little moment that's the lightest thing he carries in the entire movie <laughs> it's sick he's pulling out enormous wrenches that Cars. do not work that on fucking any part. pieces he, he's like if whistler if whistler was completely useless basically um <laughs> but i, I we, we i want to talk about this for a minute because it, it's part of the magic of this movie that scene is so okay. So there's a story I heard a long time ago. It's my favorite thing a director's ever said. But uh, the great Bobcat Bol- Goldthwait, he was like, you know, in some movies, if someone mentions that they fucked a dog, it's like a it's like a joke that's like a toss off joke. In my movie, the whole movie's about, oh my god, like I fucked a dog. What's what does that mean? Like what is my life like? And what I like about this movie is that the stupidest parts of it, like Letty's coma, like fucking Han's death, like all the parts of this that should be the stupidest, they lean into so hard and embrace yes. so full-bodied, where this this plot device that is both hackneyed, stupid, and nonsensical, they're like, no, let's deal with this. And like, how, bis- how strange is it that they both choose to do that and that it works as well as it works? Yeah. No, and that's uh, there's no other way to do it. You brought up soap operas earlier. I think this plays heavily into a soap opera style storytelling, and the only way to do it successfully is to fucking own it. And for me, this movie is very strange because I was texting Josh about it while we were watching. It's like this movie is the movie where, and I think it makes sense given Paul Walker's death, but I feel like they took that attitude of having a character be dead like a real like having to play with not having everyone around all the time mm. and sort of sprinkling it to everyone so you don't actually even feel Brian's absence because 
Uh, the Rock's absent for most of the movie. Letty decides to go and figure out her life for a half hour. Right. Roman's fucking dangling in the air for most of the like the big scene in the movie. So like, I don't know if that was intentional or if it was just something they felt out. But like, you are missing people all the time, and I think it actually has a very resounding emotional impact. Absolutely. It's funny to watch the, the the length of these movies expand as clearly contractually, like everyone's got to get a slice now. Because like again, like one, two, three. I think four is the turning point where it becomes like a two hour plus movie. Cause like, man, you raise a good point trying to get everybody meaningful stuff. <laughs> I think honestly, uh, ludicrous might be the worst served in these movies. Yeah. And Roman, actually, I feel like, uh, this is going to be my, I'd like, have this to is, say Roman. This is the Gimli moment. This is where Roman's starting to lose what made him amazing. And as much as I still love him, he's becoming the joke. And before he wasn't a joke, he was funny. Yeah. And now he's like, they don't really know what to do with him. And they're just turning him into like the stupid joke, which is a little sad. It's actually Paul Walker's death is it's OK. It's big. But like the loss of Roman as a character is when I really wept. <laughs> yeah, because when, when you get a taste of Rome, you want to go back. Yeah. Yeah. But for Tej, right? For Tej, his his big moment in the film is when you think he's going to get beat up. And... In fact, for the first time, he dishes out some martial arts on an unsuspecting uh, prince bodyguard. Who might be a prince. Who may be a prince. Yes, I think that's how that system works, is you are all princes, and, and then you become bodyguards, and as the princes are knocked off, you become the head bodyguard. In, it's a very... In Abu Dhabi, no, yes. That's inc- that, it's not, that's not that's how not it works. That's not right? It's not I right, I saw Charles. that on a chart in the background. That is Tom Fleury, my friend. You are fabricating Fuck. something. No, but I'm like, sorry. There's the main hench. There's henchmen. They're all yeah. princes. Everyone's a prince. Ronda Rousey. Yo, Ronda Rousey, though. Fuck, dude. This movie had the best. We got a little taste in the last one with the Haywire Lady and Raid Guy. Yeah. And they upped the ante with <laughs> Tony John Rouse. I actually and Rouse. What was her name? Rouse? Ronda Rousey. Rouse. The Rouse. The, the Rouse. It's great how you hold you you hold these people in such high regard that you, you refer to them as the high wire lady raid guy and the raid guy haywire lady. Yeah. I mean, I remember him. Of course, I don't even you know do. Names. I don't know. But like Tony Jaw is like a huge part of this movie. He has more time than The Rock. He has more time than Letty. He like he's. I love that they actually use these people that in some other movies like fucking Star Wars Seven. Forgive me, forgive me. But they brought in a different raid guy. And they didn't Hold even on. fucking use it. Are you mentioning J.J. Abrams' The Force Awakens? Yes, Star Wars 7. Wow. You've seen it, Jesse, right? I have, and I was very excited momentarily in right. that movie when the raid guys showed up, and right. then they didn't. They, like, immediately got eaten by aliens. Hey, J.J., why don't you watch a little movie called John... Hey, quick note, J.J. Hey, Abrams. Hey, J.J. Hey, I have one quick note. Bust out the notebook, J.J., uh, when friggin' uh, John Wick's three has him in there, those guys are in it for like two thirds of the movie or something. They're the only sure, scenes Josh. I really remember that closely from John Wick three. <laughs> good notes, JJ. Great. Get, good get notes. that JJ, one. Get the friggin' raid guys in two thirds of the movie. Okay. Wow. Can you imagine a raid in space? Raid three in space. We've that been talking is about literally this. all yes. I dream about. <laughs> yes, I can think about it. Oh, uh, hold on. I got a bit. I got a bit space for this. raid. I got a bit for this. You know, for a while now, people have been asking me, am I thinking about the Raid 3 in space? Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about the Raid 3 in space. Guys, he really shook his head and he said, yeah. I yeah. 
Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so I, I want to – we're hitting on a few notes here about the action. I want to dial it in a little bit here. Um, I think the part where they drive the cars from skyscraper to skyscraper is the new iconic moment of this entire franchise, right? I mean, am I crazy? No. Oh, man. Because the Fast Five, obviously, when they're actually ripping the vault around downtown Rio, it's so psycho that it's unforgettable. But this, I was like, these are, it's the first time where Dom looks genuinely upset, I think. Like, one of the rare times where Dom looks like, oh, I'm actually upset. And I thought that actually resonated with me because I'm emotionally a child. You know, though, this, this movie has another moment that maybe doesn't have the... It's not as iconic as going through the the two towers. Um, <laughs> oh, in poor taste, Jesse. Remember 9-11? Sorry, guys. Sorry. Wow. Wait, what was that? What's 9-11? I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay. Uh, Charles, we can't relitigate this right now. Yeah. Um, I, I say it happened. Jesse says it didn't happen. It's a whole thing. We'll, we'll get into it. Oh, wait. I've heard about this because people keep uh, comparing a disease to... To a terrorist attack oh, the for some COVID reason. Outbreak? Yeah, for some reason people are <laughs> constantly talking about how a probably U.S. government set up terrorist okay, attack. Okay, we're, we're going to dial it back in. We're just going to okay, thank you, Jesse. Jesse, do you understand what my job turned really quick? Jesse, I do not appreciate this. Now I'm getting ganged up on my own Jesse. fucking podcast. This is like George, that porn I please, just watched before Charles. recording. <laughs> we're <it's>, moving forward. <laughs> um, the. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so the car going through the towers, uh, whatever. Iconic. To yeah. me, the most breathtaking moment and probably my favorite moment in this film is the bus uh, hanging or the bus, the transport uh, van. No, it's a bus. It was definitely a bus. It was like an armored bus. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Um, hanging off the cliff. Paul Walker goes out the door at the bottom and then, like, runs along the top of it and then grabs onto Letty's car, which is drifting into, like, just to the edge of the cliff. That's pretty psycho. I will never, like, I'll never forget that as long as I live. Yeah. It's nice that we have these moments that we'll never forget. (laughs) This like, movie's fucking amazing. Like like the time Paul Walker fake jumped onto a car on the edge of a cliff. Now that's pretty amazing. <laughs> but no, what I like about I'm glad you brought that up, Jesse, because that moment it's not it's not even really the jumping that's I mean, that was cool. That was really cool. But sure. like it's the way that Paul Walker and uh Rodriguez what's her first name? Oh my god, it's the seventh movie in Michelle? the series. Yeah. The way Jesus. that they just have like a one second moment where he's like, thanks. And then he gets in her car. And you like, did? that to me is like, was much more powerful than anything that had happened up to that point. Like there's, that's why when you get to seven, it's just like you, they're so comfortable. Yeah. And that's why I think we should talk about this now. This is why this movie is so good is because he is fucking dead. And there's all these scenes where they're like saying goodbye to him over and over again or have like, it's heartbreaking. I remember the first time I saw this movie, I thought he was actually going to die in the movie. I thought that's how they're going to solve Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So every time he gets into one of these moments, I'm like, oh my God, is this the time he's going to die? Yeah. And then he never actually dies. And he just, it's an, it's to make, they did what they had to do and they did it perfectly as though his death was like a part of this movie. Part of me does wish that they'd gone the other route and uh, 
fucking uh, Carrie Fisher him through the whole movie and into the next the next several movies. <laughs> oh yeah, because that movie was so good. Dom, oh, we've yeah. got to raise the car. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, Wait, can just, you lie on this mound for the next forty minutes <laughs> under a blanket? I think that JJ did a pretty good job, but let's not. Hey, we're not mm-hmm. here to talk about the critically beloved Fate of the Skywalker mm-hmm. Girl. We're here to talk oh, about God. this one. Um, yeah, no, I mean, the way they choose to sundown Paul Walker's role in this is devastating. I was, like, more upset than I possibly could have imagined just a couple hours ago. It is so fucking sad. So, wait, you uh, you actually didn't say this. This is your first time watching it, Josh, right? I Okay, so for some reason, I've seen parts of this movie, but not all of the movie. Like, I, I think it's a TV thing where I watched the prison breakout by the way, the plot of this movie is stupid. We're not going to talk about the actual plot. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, when when they bust Ramsey out of the bus for whatever reason, who remembers? <laughs> it's awesome. I'm just saying it's uh, quite complicated. Um, that sequence I'd seen before because yes, as Jesse astutely pointed out, um, who can forget the moment where Paul Walker leaps off of a thing onto a speeding car on the edge of a cliff? It's, it's very special. Cr- yeah. But actually, I want to dial in on that scene for a minute. I want to get back to Paul Walker, but I want, we're, okay. we're on the topic. We'll get there. That'll we'll we'll sing that later, and we'll. Get I think back we got to gotta close day. the episode with Walker. I mean, it's uh, we'll play that. Story. I mean, I I could probably talk for the entire time just about the way Paul Walker exists in this movie. Yeah, like that's that's three hours of content. Uh, and you know what? Uh, other podcasts day. have done it. Yeah, we don't need to look. We we could we're we gonna could spend play... time talking about. Birds about nine eleven. We can 9/11. talk about nine eleven. We can play the Wiz Khalifa song "See You Again" uh, and sing it together. Oh, that might be nice. So please, I actually, you've all talked about how you saw this. I just watched this with uh, my steady Amy. Oh my god, and she'd never seen it before either. You're steady, what? You're steady. <laughs> Why are We've you decided steady? on steady. We don't okay, like partner. Fucking but it sounds too Brian Wilson over here. We don't like wife because I don't know who would be the wife. I could, Are you married? I, think I want to be the wife. No, but well, then no one's the wife. The, yeah, it's a that's not a problem, issue. Josh. I I think I think you're wrong. I think I can choose to be a wife. I mean, I mean, yes, but you have to you. be married first, and then you can be whatever you want. But it, it is a whatever. title that is conferred to one who is married in the we, eyes of God. We decided on steady. <laughs> Because is this the first time this is coming up? On yeah, the this podcast? is yeah. crazy. This is yeah. crazy. I say it to everybody. Oh my God. I introduced her to my mother as my steady. my steady. It's twenty went, fucking twenty. I, you introduced her to me, and I immediately was on board. Yeah, I, was like, I got it. It's only when Josh comes in and like crashes reality. But that wasn't that... recorded, and this is being recorded, so it's different now. I'm not one of these hippies who just embraces everything. We have rules in society. Okay. Well, the two two wives sat on the couch. Me and Amy. We watched a movie. Thank you. The two the two of us as wives watched a movie together. Um, we had previously the her only interaction with the Fast the Furious verse is seeing Hobbs and Shaw at an art house movie theater in uh, North Carolina or no sorry Virginia. Mm-hmm. I mean honestly, I, I did I found that movie very pretentious. So that's uh, a good uh, <laughs> we a went good to setting for. A- uh, a two room, like Amherst Cinema, smaller than the Amherst <laughs> Cinema, showing Hobbs and Shaw, which is incredible. So, oh, so they're showing they're showing like a uh, uh, Shoa in one theater and Hobbs and Shaw in the other. You're one. not going to get me on this again. I know it's not the dog thing. I know. Um, We're playing the hits, Jesse. Stick around. 
<laughs> uh, and the only other thing that she's done in the Furious verse has sung that song, the Wiz Khalifa other guy, uh, at karaoke. Ooh. Surely you speak of the immortal bard Charlie Puth. Yes, I that'd was be, Puth. That'd be a Puth. That'd be yeah. a Puth right there. It's a Puth uh, joint, took, you can tell. It's got Puth written all over it. Amy took Wiz, I took Puth, and it was beautiful. I hit those high notes like a, like a loon, and sh- she... She kept that beat down. What do you think uh, Dom's karaoke song is? Corona. Do you think it's Cor- Corona? Yeah. The song Corona. Is that a know. song? No. No, Dom doesn't sing. Dom does not sing. All right. That's a good That's a good take. I think that's a good uh, take. He's the guy who like sets everybody else up at the bar and like sits by himself and is like, <gasps> yeah, he's everybody else is happy. And, and then someone comes, over, someone comes over and goes, Dom, what's the matter? He goes, I'm just thinking about how we're a family. <laughs> And like, yeah, you've said that 20 times tonight. What's up? Are you okay? Okay. Um, I want to get back to that scene really quick because we've been tracking right. this long-running thing, Jesse. And Charles, you've been on the show before. You know this. Um, Dom Toretto is many things. A leader, a father figure, a brother figure, a friend, a, a sex daddy. icon, a daddy. He's thick He's apparently partially in the employ of the highest echelons of international security. Kurt Russell. His are we pl- go- just out of curiosity, oh, are we going God. to get to that at yes, all? Of course we're gonna okay. get to Kurt Russell. We both have matching okay. thing tattoos, you psycho. Also, are we gonna get to German Hanzu? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. Holy shit. Yes. Wow. How, we let this guy on our show we, for this 20 movie minutes. Has everything. This is yeah, gonna we, be a long episode. Listener, buckle up. It's gonna uh get ready for the ride of your life. <laughs> uh Dr. is many things. From this movie. Yeah. This might be Jesus. a time to put on your helmets. Yeah. Um, or as Hobbes says in five, put on your thunderpants. <laughs> okay. He does. He, or he says something also stupid. in this movie, Daddy's got to go to work. Daddy's got to go to work. Cars don't fly. Cars don't fly. That was the best part of the movie. Cars don't fly. Um, yep. Rip. Dom Toretto was many things. The thing that he is the worst at. Can you list them again, please? Oh God, where to start? He's a thick daddy. He's a father figure. He's a brother figure. He's a sex symbol. He's a mechanic. He's a, a criminal. He has the access to the highest echelons of international security. Kurt Russell is his friend. Um, CGI robot. You miss CGI robot. He is many things. He in Bloodshot. Yes. He has nanobites in his blood. It's so cool. Well, we've probably. I'm sure we've all seen Bloodshot. Um, I've seen it. I haven't seen it. Ooh, I don't. I'm not. No. Not holding my breath on Bloodshot. Okay. The thing that Dom Toretto is very bad at is his single purpose of planning heists. Because the heist in this movie is yet again <laughs> ill-conceived, nonsensical, dangerous beyond any comparable scheme. It makes. It is. All of their schemes are this. We get close to the thing we want, and then someone hurls themselves out of a vehicle onto another Wait. vehicle. Yeah. You so forgot like, about harpoons. Yeah. Okay, there's various, to, to varying degrees of technological sophistication, a harpoon device. And then the person, <laughs> here's the hard part, grabs the thing, which is in this case a person, and then just jumps off the other thing. That's the plan. The plan is we throw someone on and they jump off. And that's the whole plan. Mm-hmm. And then this is the seventh movie. It is the seventh movie. Dom talks about. It. He says, "The first time I met you, buddy, you were jumping onto a train. You jump. You jumping That's onto true. shit. They do they, call that back. They have a heart to heart about jumping onto stuff, and it's really beautiful. And I want to just be the person who says, Dom, it's not happenstance. These are your plans. 
you keep making this happen, man. You and made it, me jump on the train. But they keep working. But the, here's the thing. Oh, God. He gets it done. By the skin of his teeth. Yeah. They're surprised by so many things over the course of that heist. By Tony Jaw, by gunfire, what? by cliffs, by all the things that you're like, how right. is this not accounted for? And it's funny because all the villains that they go up against are like, they fucking know everything. They they plan for everything. And these guys just fucking come in and fuck up. They do what they do best. It's still they improvise. Yes. They're like the jazz. Josh. Here's like the thing the about being family. fast and furious. It's kind of like jazz. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of like the, 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 the music you jazz. You have jazz family versus, in this case, a solo soprano. Who will win? fucking jazz in the last one you had jazz family versus uh german march theme nazi theme song <laughs> who wins that fucking jazz did you just call yeah, luke again. evans a nazi it's offhand there no? gaston himself oh my god can you imagine uh fucking sleeping beauty versus uh not sleeping beauty <laughs> the, the beauty and the beast versus uh fast verse gaston what the fuck did you just say what, what are you what are you communicating <laughs> Sorry, I fell down the stairs earlier. I don't understand. Charles, you, you may be having an episode. Okay. Yeah. I was uh, editing a pink thing all day, and now I'm just seeing blue all day. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, no. That oh, explains boy. a lot. But it's, it's, it's as though everyone's like, you should use a blue light filter on your phone and on your screen. I just looked at pink for four hours, and now I have a blue light filter on my whole life, and it's for free. really something. It's really something. Wow. That's great. You see what I deal with, Jesse, on like a weekly basis? It's only weekly, yeah. Uh, pretty wild. Well, I was looking at pink all day. Um, so yeah, ill-conceived scheme, I would argue even over seven movies, this is still somehow one of the stupidest things they've ever done successfully. And you're right, they pull it off, all credit where credit is due. If I were Ramsey, I would be like, get me the fuck out of this group. You guys are... part of The fact that Vin's uh, Dom's plan is simply to crash the car off of a cliff... <laughs> Twice. And then he is, he is praised for that by his peers. Yep. Yeah. Like, all oh, the classic, you drove the car off the cliff and works every time. And they knew right where mm-hmm. to pick him up, too, which was good. Psycho. But, I mean, that was that was his answer to both problems in the movie, was to crash his car disastrously and almost kill himself. Oh, my God. The part where him yep. and Statham just ran their car. That was mind-blowing. That happens twice, also. I, I, had, I, was, I was at a loss. I was like, are they going to swerve? They're like, oh, no, they're just... About to have a head on... Cl- that's the point. That is the point. Yes, these are two men that win at chicken. And winning at chicken is... When they both are winners, it's not a good situation. And that's what we have here. Again, this is a- why Jason Statham is so um, uh, just amazing in this. It's like, he matches Vin yes. perfectly. And I think we should acknowledge that this movie is prime behind-the-scenes issues between a lot of the actors oh really like how they all have clauses in their contracts saying that they can't lose fights oh right well that that comes to a full head in the next movie yeah the next movie is where this is the last movie it's the last paul walker movie and the last time vin diesel and the rock will ever talk to each other on screen yeah (laughs) which is kind of amazing i want to save some of that for the next installation okay okay but no you're i mean you're right we're getting to the point where this series has taken on a life of its own you know and and it's becoming both on stage and off this juggernaut yeah that's uh that's it's it is very interesting to see what happens when you just let things go and like the rock was a really good ad and what was that was it four or five 
He came in in five. Yeah. He's changed his tune in every movie. Yeah. We were, like, in six, we were, like, in the last movie, he just was out for blood again. Like, I'm not going to let you guys go this once, but your your ass is mine next time I see you. And then it's suddenly, like, oh, no, we're all buds now. And now they're, like, not even on the same. It's just, like, yeah, whatever happens, happens. Quick note, someone's phone keeps vibrating. Yeah. Is that you? No. Might be me. Might be you. Just double double check that just before we go any farther. Yep. Thank you, Jesse. It's, it's, a, it's a guest thing. I know. They're always under, buzzing. And now we'll, but we'll, but we'll go right back in. Um, They're like little bees. Little bees. These, so, oh. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. okay. It's okay. In the I will end. say that that's not being recorded. Oh, it's not? No, it's just mic. irritating Josh, though, which is it's, it's, yeah. it's irritating though. Josh. I'm going to get that. Yeah. Josh would put up with Take buzzing on the tape if it weren't irritating him. There we go. All right. Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Are you Josh, fucking with me? Go away. Are you or fucking with me? Gonna keep... I'm, I'm actually not. Are you pulling a Roman-style shenanigan? Good stuff. I'm we keeping keep, all this Keep all of it in, yeah. <laughs> okay, that, that, that... Keep it all in. Do it. Hey, listener, Sorry, fuck guys. you. Hey, listener, uh, fuck you. Yeah, we're all um, flipping the, the thin it. finger, okay, as my we're mom good. called it. Okay, so f- I, um, I just want to, without you guys cheating, tell me what you think this did, box office-wise, at the end of the year. How well do you think this did? I think I might know it, so I th- I'm going to sit this out. Well, wait, no. I mean, you, if you know it, you know it. That's not cheating. He's saying don't do any research. Right now. Right now. I'm saying it's 2015. This was a huge movie. Do you think yeah. it was in the talking- top five, the top three, the top ten? Where do you think it landed? Are you talking worldwide or domestic? I'm talking worldwide gross, baby. Mmm. Mr. International. Mm. Pitbull style. That's my favorite kind of baby. I am going to guess one Point. No, no, no. Okay, five. Oh, yeah. What? I meant like uh, ranking wise. You were cheating. You obviously cheated. <laughs> no, I just was going to say a very big number. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say $1.5 billion. It did. That's what it grossed. $1.5 billion. What? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Charles. You piece of shit. That's crazy. But okay. That was the third best grossing movie of the year. 2015 was psycho status. Oh, that is insane. Wait, that 2015 was Star Wars. Star, right? Star yes. Wars The Force Awakens is number one, over $2 billion. Number two, uh, a real piece of shit, Jurassic World. Um, uh, what? Oh, that is crazy. Wow. Which outgrossed it with 1.6. Three is Furious 7. Now, this is interesting to me. Four. Avengers Age of Ultron. This beat Avengers, which is kind of crazy. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, that makes sense. Great. We often reference Marvel as sort of like the progenitor of the modern sense of the franchise. And this year, you know, the working class Furious 7 full of Street Fighters beat uh, those big fancy pants superheroes. Yeah. But that that was the second Avengers movie, which I think is on record as being the worst Avengers, like not MCU, but like the worst Avengers movie. I I like that movie. Yeah, me too. Oh, like you're saying gross-wise. Mm, no, I also think critical reception. Yeah, people kind of dump on it. And honestly, I think it's my least favorite of the Avengers movies. Yeah. I mean, unless you're including Captain America Civil War, which I think that's the worst of the uh, Avengers movies. But I like that movie a lot. I just think the other ones are so good. All the Avengers movies are very good. But you know, the, the thing that this movie had, Fast 7, that no other movie had besides Family, is something that my dear friend Jesse alluded to a minute ago. The inimitable Kurt Russell appears in this film mm-hmm. and is goddamn delightful. I want to jump in this pool. Okay, please. Kurt Russell pool. Welcome to the pool of Kurt. 
I'm not going to go into the shallow end. I'm going to jump into the deep end. Okay. A a worse movie would have turned him into a bad guy. Absolutely. I was waiting for it the whole time. Yes. This movie had the courage, the foresight, the emotional genius to make him be your friend the entire way through. And, you know, like we're talking Marvel, the genius of having Jake Yellenhall be like a really great father figure and then suddenly become a bad guy. It works. It's, it's Gyllenhaal. Uh, I believe it's... Eelenhul. Eelenhul. It's Gyllenhaal. Eelenhul. Gyllenhaal. His sister's Maggie Gyllenhaal. You're outvoted. It's Gyllenhaal. Uh, but, so it works when you have that like character that you love, especially when it's like has that history of being a Kurt Russell and you're like, oh, he's such a good bad guy. He's such a good good guy. Which way he's going to go? It was so comforting to have him be the good way. The whole, when he fucking whips out those two pistols and his night vision sunglasses. Yep. Fuck yes. It's rad. And then he winks in slow motion. Double fuck yes. Yep. I mean, something about this movie, like it's fan service the entire way. And at, at, at no point does it feel cloying. It just feels appropriate. Where it's like, of course, Kurt Russell fucking shows up and just rules. You know, and I, I, I yeah. think it's a special series. It can feel like stunt casting, and this just felt like, no, this is appropriate. It's gone to the point where no one less than Kurt Russell is going to pop up at this point. He was like the tenth choice. Yeah, wasn't Denzel the first choice? It was Denzel, Taylor Lautner, Halle Berry. And, Hold on, they uh, couldn't get Taylor Lautner. <laughs> what? Dude, turned it down. Fucking turned Lautner it down. was like, "Fuck you, asshole! I'm goddamn the what? guy from Twilight." And I'm sorry, I'm going to very... That ha- is insane. Poorly mispronounced this person's name, but uh, Depika oh, Paducone was also cast before Kurt Russell and turned it down. Okay. Which is, what a weird thing to turn down. You're in a movie that's making billions of dollars, and it's like, I would shuffle things to get in on that. Um, I think we're also forgetting something that uh, is pretty integral to the in- to the DNA of this film, which is that... Paul Walker died in the middle of shooting it. And there was a, uh, this was a period of time where I think a lot of people didn't want to touch it. They were like, this movie's gonna be a fucking shit show because the guy who is. Oh, right. The, like the second most important person in the franchise died before half his uh, footage was shot. That's true. They had to, like, redo the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I'd still be in it. Why didn't they ask me? Uh, I don't know, Charles. It's a mystery. Can you imagine knows? me? Pop out some shades, spin some pistols around. Wow. I could have, I that's wink, the best thing you've ever done. Camera. Why don't you do that every episode? Yeah, that's good. That's content. That's my yeah. catchphrase. My new catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you're already tiring it out. We've enjoyed it for 15 seconds, and now it's... Uh, now it's sunlighting, sundowning. You know what, Josh? Bye bye. Said what I said. Um, I said what I said. That's pick one. You know what I mean? It's driving me fucking crazy. Okay, I'm going with. <laughs> that's that's the, the that's the that's the 4D chess galaxy brain choice. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I cannot imagine Taylor Lautner in this in this movie. That, no, that's she, kind of blowing my mind. She lacks honestly. charisma, and and Kurt Russell's performance is 99% charisma and 1% the script. His uh, IMDb photo looks like a like realistic sex doll that of a vampire Lautner. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a bloated corpse. Well, with uh, respect, I think a trim like fit bloated corpse. Mm. 
Maybe we're looking at different pictures. There's also Baby Yoda that came up, and I'm just looking at that now. The Sorry, thing about guys. The web, that also looks the like thing a baby corpse. The, the web now. <laughs> Tiny they got, corpse. They got all kinds Tiny of stuff. Tiny baby corpse. They got all kinds of stuff on the web. They sure do. Look, that, I got Baby Yoda. That is a hot take, and I have to agree with it. Thank you. Uh, it was brave of what I said. Um, okay, so we're getting towards the point in the episode where traditionally we ask the titular question: When will it end? And I think uh, Jesse, because you're uh, you know you're the noob in the hot seat, we're going to throw it to you, Jesse. At this point, seven movies into this franchise, <laughs> you know, a, a movie that we have been gushing about uh, irritatingly now for the better part of an hour. Are you asking yourself when will it end? Or are you wondering? But is there more? Do we explain this to you? <laughs> so, okay, so the podcast... The whole, like, point of the show? Okay, we... we I, no, I, I know the point of the show. We watch the movies... I, I have complicated feelings. Okay. We definitely complicated feelings on it. We watch the movies, we watch them in order, and... We okay. watch the movies. Yeah. The thing is, this this could be the end. Like, this could be the end. With Paul Walker driving away, it's like, that's it. That's one last job, you know? And when you watch the movies that come after this, I know we're jumping ahead slightly, but you see, like, oh wait, we're gonna have to bleep this, this is... out. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you, some time traveler? What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. So we ba- don't reference okay, back to twenty fifteen. Back to yes. twenty fifteen now. When things were good before Drumpf. I see this movie and I say it doesn't get better than this. I'll continue to watch the movies, but I'm like, if I never saw something after Furious Seven, I'm satisfied. Like if you were this if movie you, has it if all. you were blinded in an acid attack, if this was the last thing I ever saw, I would go to my grave satisfied. Your bubbling, your bubbling flesh hardens into scar tissue over one, where once you had a portal to the world. Visually, that's right. All right. So, so answer, what, the, answer the I, fucking I don't question. Your answer, though. What's your answer? So, so with all that said, um, what's his fancy pants? No, I, I'm st- I'm still chomping at the bit for more. Oh, wow. All bed. right. Uh, listeners of the show, that's something that horses do. Wait, I thought it was cigars. No, no. Horses, they have a bit in their no, mouth. That's a horse like, racing nah, thing. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not vegan, so I'm going to go with with uh, fat cats in, in in Hollywood chomping at the bit. That's not a thing on a cigar. You don't call but parts of the bit. Well, uh, I call myself a wife, and I call the end of a cigar a bit. So you're delegitimizing the first thing just out of spite to save face of the second thing. Wait, how is calling myself a wife? No, you're delegitimizing the wife choice by making up the bit thing, which is clearly a fantasy. They're both fantasies, Josh. Basically, I sit in my basement looking at pink screens all day, dreaming about fantasies. Wow. Which is I... code for watching pornography. You watch it yeah. too? I'm a fan. We get it. Yeah, Josh, you should try this. After this, once okay. you get off the phone, yeah. stare at a pink screen for two hours and then watch pornography. Wow. Holy fuck. Is it's it like, like Smurfs real life. fucking? Does it look like Smurfs? Because uh, I can save time and just Google Smurf porn. Okay. Yes. It's a couple hours. It's a time saver. Yeah. It's a life hack. Did you learn that yeah. on lifehack.com? Is there a lifehack? I did. It's a, it's a great. It is. That website is more useful than ever because I'm always, every day I wake up screaming, like, how do I protect my loved ones from a fucking plague? Life hack. Life hack. Uh, so, Charles, you're the other guy on the show. Um, are you at this point, seven movies deep, wondering to yourself, is this the logical conclusion? Paul Walker has died, ironically enough, in a horrible car accident. We heard Charlie Puth sing alongside Wiz Khalifa. C- can there be another plateau to this series? Um, great question, Josh. I'm so glad you asked. It is the name of the show, after all. Well, you'll remember. One, I asked when will it end. I was ready to bail on this 
immediately after seeing the first one. That's true. You, your, uh, your loyalty to this was very undom Toretto like. But you know what? For the sake of the cast, I stuck through. I watched two. I was like, mm, "Looks pretty good." Went three, four, five, six, seven. I have never asked it. And you know what? Jesse's making some great points. This is for me. I want to say this: this movie would be nothing without the death of Paul Walker. I mean, that's not true. It would be something. It would be a very good action movie. But the death of Paul Walker elevated this to a point where it became a mesh of reality. It became its own meta installation of the real world mixed with an action phenomenon soap opera. And that somehow made it be, for me, one of the greatest cinematic experiences of my entire life. Mm-hmm. The, scene, the scene on the bench, on the beach... They're not on the bench. They could be on a bench. I don't know. Are, the scene Are you on the speaking beach? about the end of uh, Avengers Endgame? When they're on the bench? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't oh, think I will. It's me, old Charlie America. That I movie is weird. I lived my whole weird. life, even though early in the movie, you said we couldn't. But I did it because I'm Captain America. Oh, boy. Oh, were you saying something, Josh? Yeah, that, no, that was I was I wanted to see where that went. That was that was gold, man. Why'd you stop? Oh, that was okay. I'm sorry. No, don't, don't mind us. Oh, don't mind me. I'm stretch. Charlie Boy America. I'm I doing the, st- the stretch symbol. What's this? More, more. Are okay. you good? Oh okay. boy, it, it's me, Charlie Bo- Boy you're, America. I'm. He's always surprised. Your guy. I, oh, Jiminy. Uh, yeah. On the on the beach when they do the push in shots and all the members of the family like mm-hmm. looking at Paul Walker's brother happily playing with his son, uh, mm-hmm. that was pretty. Uh, that was heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, so for me, we talked about this at the end of the sixth one. It set up the seventh one. It was everyone's back. We got everybody back, and the seventh one. Oh fuck! Paul Walker dies. So their response was beautiful, and then we have this ending moment where they like they focus on this as a changing point. They even say like, oh, it's going to be very different after this. And for me, I see that as an end to a series. I see this as a changing point. We're no longer maybe in the Furious verse anymore. We are in somewhere else. We're like, how do you go on from this? Uh, It is a truly tragic moment. um, And it was very sad. I was, I was crying at the end of this movie. I was crying during lots of scenes, like scenes that would have had no impact, like the deleted scene in Fast Five where he and his wife are talking about being parents. It's like, that was nothing. But the fact that Paul Walker is dead and you have Mia talking to someone who is no longer alive, they're probably friends outside of this movie. It just means something else. And I think I'm asking, when will it end? I'm done. This is it. I don't mm. want any more. That's a totally I respectable take. Yeah. Um, I'm of two minds here. Uh, one I'm with you. It's very hard to imagine an emotional crescendo on par with one of the central figures in this movie verse dying tragically far too young. You can't even script mm. that. It is genuinely heartbreaking. And they play it both respectfully and juicily for some big old tearful dividends. The other part of me knows that my single favorite piece of dialogue in a movie ever is coming up in the next movie, and I have been <laughs> Come waiting. On, man. You can't do. That. I have been waiting for this for the whole time. And look, I'm I'm trying to wear two hats here, and I have many hats. One hat is that this if this was it, and this was the end of the series, I would say they somehow managed to top five. That is fucking astonishing. Let's call it a day. The other side of me says, based on the rhythm of these movies. Even if eight is kind of whatever, 
nine, I want to hold out hope that in this pattern Ooh, that we've point. identified, nine can be another crest in the in the fucking ups and downs of this psychotic universe of Fast and the Furious. Mm. And if they can think of even more ways where Dom Toretto can drive a car quickly next to another moving object and have one of his flunkies leap from a car onto that object who knows maybe they could do it at sea maybe they could do it in space as we often say let me say this jesse you know i don't know how how long you listen to the show but we just want there to be a sequel in space and i think this is becoming (laughs) there are a lot of people calling for this a lot of people calling for them to go to space it feels like the natural progression I'm hoping by 11, we can get them to space. Like, by the time I have kids, I can take them to a Fast and the Furious where it's in space. You're taking, like, a two-year-old to Fast 11. Oh, or fuck I guess yeah. you could have an intent. Best way to raise a kid. Yeah. I mean, in a few years, when, if, when Vin Diesel dies, they can just fully animate a new Vin Diesel, and we will not know the difference. So we've now left the mortal realm with this technology. I'm on the record. Vin Diesel already looks like a CGI nightmare menace yeah. uh well and he has for a couple of years he yeah. definitely has yes. for a couple of years he could play older shrek at this point yeah it's all the things that have been added to his body so he doesn't look different it's amazing how you, people try to add things to their bodies so they don't look different and it just makes them look different well i got these ass implants and my fucking butt has never looked juicier right but you look different you look better thank you. you still look different this this series actually has a natural endpoint coming up I mean, space. In space. Well, no, here, no, no. It, it, realistically, they steal all the cars in the world, and there's nothing more to steal. <laughs> well, not not plot device, but just like in terms of contracts and agreement, there's nothing after ten. Supposedly, wait. Remember what ten I said about time? Is it? I didn't know I invited a. Oh, time we don't. Traveler. We're still not talking about that. Okay. So here's the thing: we really should have, Josh. You told this earlier to JJ. I'm telling this to you because I don't have a notebook. Write this down. When we have guests on the show, Josh. We must explain to them how things work before they st- they speak. So just write that down. I'm making an I'm making Charles, a note right now. Charles, you brought me here. Yeah, this I know. I'm saying, shit. I don't have the journal. Josh has the journal. He's going to write this down. We'll make sure it's not. No, I'm not talking to you, Jesse. You're fine. We didn't explain it to you. You don't know the rules. But yeah, we go in blind. <laughs> after the acid attack say before the acid of attack. someone's reduced yeah. your your beautiful peepers to like a bubbling mass of flesh that's just it's a fucking nightmare it's the worst thing that could possibly happen that sounds but bad. you can see everything except for movies that exist in the series that haven't we haven't watched uh, understood okay got it got yeah. it got it got okay it, got long it, story got short it, got jesse let me share with you something that i learned a long time ago Please. if you let charles start a metaphor you're fucked, man. You're just there's it's you you got to just nip that at the bud. Okay, an an hour ago when I was answering my question about when will it end, I cannot in good faith ask that question knowing the rhythm of this series. G- given how much I was surprised by 7, I cannot in good faith say that they can't surprise me again. I think it, the way I look at this world we live in and look I'm just a, a regular guy. I'm just a well-off Jewish radio professional who lives in a beautiful house. And, you know, uh, I have a loving you, family. You, you forgot about award-winning. Oh, I'm an award-winning journalist. Uh, I'm dating someone of just yeah. incredible. Mm. Uh, the sex is dynamite. Uh, I'm an acclaimed mm. artist. I host a beloved podcast. I'm like anyone on the street. I'm I'm Joe Lunchbox over there, okay? And my honest assessment is that I am not one to say no to family. I am. Fair. <laughs> That's like 
we've established that Charles is. Charles, I think, yeah, really doesn't like family. We've learned that. No, I don't. I don't understand. He, he's left the stream. That's yeah. why I liked Luke in Six. Was like, <laughs> I want to build my family. I don't want to like let strangers just no. He's birth me Luke and is a team me. guy. Luke's whole thing is the team in Seven, not to in Six, right. not to That's open the I mean. door again. Yeah, I'm a team guy. Like, I, you're on my you're my team. You're my team. Do you like um, those games where you like manage a sports team but you don't actually play the sport? No, I don't understand those. Those are very hard for me. <laughs> no, but Char- they're not actually. Most of them are not family. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the sports games. Like, shut up! Don't tell me they're, what's hard. <laughs> most of them are also not family. Most of them, except for Peyton Manning and Eli Manning hanging out. And Ken Griffey was on the Mariners with his dad, which is amazing. At this right. point, you have uh, Mia and Dom are brother and sister. Yes. Uh, Mia and Brian are wife and wife. Dom and Letty are wife and wife, meaning that the main kind, four. Kind of. No, no, no. A karma where you forget now. your entire life negates the marriage. They got to get married. It again. does. Yeah, that's. They got to get remarried. Oh, re- that renew means those vows. Hashtag renew the vows. Dom. Yeah, please. Can I? Yeah. This is going to take off like wildfire. Six, eight years after the movie came out. Hey, what was up with fucking Dubai in that in the in the teens? I was thinking like a Ghost Protocol yes. comes out year, years later, which is weird. Yeah. No, no, years before. Excuse me. I think that's 2011. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What was our fascination with like a slave labor built like oil empire and like how, how cool it was? Because in Sex and the City two, they go to fucking Dubai. I mean, I think you just described exactly what the fascination is there, Josh. Oh yeah, because slaves built everything. It. You said is appealing. Okay, and it's run by billionaires, which probably funded all these movies. So they probably want their city true. shown true, in true. the movie. Yeah, in seriousness. Josh, you're asking the wrong people. We're nothing but lowly thousandaires over here. We have no power or real stake in the world and understanding of how it functions. Well, society looked at me and assigned a value to me, and that number is larger than probably you two combined. And that's not my fault. Jesus, Jesse. What? Stand for Wowie. Wowie. Let's go Wowie. beat him what? up. Let's go beat him up. I, it's just the, I didn't make the rules. Look at him. What? We could beat him up. No, you could. Are you kidding me? Look. Are you joking? Look at that. Look at that stash. Look look at that. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, look at that arm. Uh, speaking of uh, Josh's cop stash, I do love that in this movie, when they need people to die, they get cops to come in to blow up. It's fucking perfect. Because yeah. if they brought in bystanders, be like, oh, fuck, they killed bystanders. And if they just blew up cars, be like, where's the fucking death? So they bring in cops to kill. Yep. Again. It's perfect. Most action movies like do like that disgusting, like, like glorifying cops in every way because they know that like just like the the murder hungry sociopaths who run our society love action movies but in this movie it's so cool because everyone's an outsider criminal that the cops Mm. are generally speaking vilified as much as possible except for Hobbes who again is fascist pornography but yes I like it in this movie like I was like they blew up a cop with a missile and like the the, the main characters are like this is just blow up the cop who gives a fuck yeah it's like Reservoir Dogs for a minute and it isn't even like blow up the cop it's like uh, we there's for five minutes there's no one to blow up and then a cop it's like a red shirt a cop car shows up and you're like oh that guy's just gonna get blown up because no one gives a shit yep, about immediately police fuck the they're, police they're, yeah they're in there's no humans in those cars yes they're just police bye 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 cop pig bye 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 okay oh, uh, well. we still haven't talked about Gem and Hansu oh yeah so we don't is have this- time. We don't have time for that. Let's just say, briefly say that uh, he is in all movies now. 
he he's in every movie. That guy's got to be very very wealthy. Well, I mean, hey, that serenity money probably fucking pays if, out. Like if a- you if you're getting serenity <laughs> money. Wait, Josh, you got to convince uh, Jesse to watch Serenity. Have you not seen Serenity? No, I have, and I thought it was so bad. Listeners, you give it on buckle up for the next two and a half hours while I describe the plot of Serenity, <laughs> oh, my. the finest film. Look, Jesse, here's all I'm trying to say here. I'm not saying Serenity is a traditionally successful movie. Very so little you, of it. So you're not saying that. I would not argue that Serenity, if an alien came to the planet Earth um, and I had to show it a movie, I would be... I don't think I would start with Serenity. Would it be in the first hundred? Probably not. But the first 500, maybe. You know? I think, Josh, I think you'd be in the first 10. Uh, honestly, it should alien, be in the first 10. Can you imagine the scenario? Are you, why are you, show, are you showing the alien the best movies? J- Jesse, let me tell you something about the, the love between a man and a woman. When they fuck, when they fuck in the pouring rain, when they're fucking soaking wet and fucking, and it sucks, and, and they Wait, and is that fucking, the one that happens in the, like... The tin shack? No, it's in a boat. It's in his it's, fucking it's on boat. The boat. Okay. It's it on is the, boat. That is the single grossest sex scene ever shot, and it is amazing. When it was Ma- deeply upsetting. When McConaughey like Wait, pumps- am I remembering? Am I remembering this correctly? Does he like say I win? No, at no, the no, end no. Of That sex scene. Well, sort of, but uh, yes, eventually. But he like pumps like twice or something, and apparently right. finishes. Right. <laughs> and then and then he goes. That, oh, God. And then he goes, that's all you get. <laughs> and it's like God. one of the most, it is just a transcendent moment. And knowing the offstage thing, Jesse, this is what seals the deal in that movie. Matt McConaughey apparently was livid that the studio did not better promote Serenity at the point for which it had clearly become one of the worst performing films in modern history. He was like, I gave my everything to become the guy who hunts the fish named Justice. Anyways, look, we, we can't go off on a Serenity tangent. He was like the equivalent of like Warren supporters saying, screaming at you that you, sh- you could, she could win if you just voted for her. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't going to happen. Also, she did not have a plan for being a good politician. Um, and then is Jason Clark uh, Bernie Sanders? Yes, absolutely. He's a monster. <laughs> yes. He hates women and he's a monster. Jason Clark just fucking dollars. $10. When people ask me what... What is it like being a Bernie Sanders supporter? I show them the clip where he uh, beats Anne Hathaway <laughs> with a belt because she has like a like a scratch on her thigh. I'm like, that's basically what people are like. Oh, you listen, you listen to Chapo, isn't it just that? I'm like, yeah, basically, it's sick. Yep. Yeah. Um, please, please see this video. Okay, is Jaimon Hansu good or is he just in movies? <laughs> I can't. I, well, he has nothing to do in this. He yeah he gets out of a car in a leather jacket. He sits in a helicopter and yells, and he walks into the warehouse and yells. I mean, he does nothing besides look menacing, backed by Brian Tyler's soundtrack. Yeah. And again, because the plot of this movie is literally not even really worth getting into. He is, as I recall, a terrorist. (laughs) Yep. Right. His, his role you, is. If uh, you paid me one thousand dollars, I could not tell you the name of that character. Are right you now. kidding me? Fuck. I, I don't even understand his relationship to Jason. I Statham. wait. They actually have it on screen. What? What? There's a K in it. Oh well, we got one letter. This is great. <laughs> Can I get like ten dollars? No, no partial credit on this. Yeah. I mean, he. It maybe in a different movie where Jason Statham isn't like the incredible th- force 
that he is, Jaiman Hansu has more to do. But he doesn't need to do anything else, honestly. I like to Jason, Jason Statham is just there. His coat is really good. His He wears that one black coat a few times. Oh, great coat. Great coat. Maybe a Michael Jackson coat. No, wow. thinking about it. We don't yeah. say that name. I feel like there's a lot of zippers on that coat. I thought uh, Hansu's, Hansu's leather jacket looks very much like a Rammstein kind of like a... You know, like, sort of like heavy German heavy metal vibe, like a little dorky. Yeah, he was cool. It has like the collar or something. It's a weird, it's a weird, I don't know. It's weird. Well, I think I'm going to bring this back while we're just rambling about this guy that I hadn't really heard of until now. Um, you mentioned earlier having a villain and like the problem with the other movies was that the villain of the movie was also the villain of the plot. And here they've decided that the plot isn't important. It's the connection between characters. So you have Jason. The best, one of the best parts of this movie is that when the drone is fucking around, and uh, we haven't talked that uh, the Rock literally drives an ambulance into a drone and then shoots it oh in the head. Oh my god, that's sick as fuck. Yeah, you're so right. Well, all that shit's happening. Uh, Vin Diesel and Jason Statham are having a showdown all by themselves, yep. and and like the plot is fucking sprawling out, uncontrollable like a disease. And yet we have this close, like, this is the heart of the movie, is Vin Diesel and, and Jason Statham, who are no longer, like, neither are the hero, not, they're not the villain or the hero. They're just, like, the, what butt heads and what really right. works. and they're ideologically at odds. But the same. They're two sides of the same coin. Which takes us back to the thing I said, like, two minutes into this podcast, when Vin Diesel's holding the fucking sawed-off shotgun in his face and does the callback to Statham's line earlier, what do you think this was a, a street fight? And he puts the fucking gun away and pulls out, a, a cartoonishly large wrench that has never been made before or since. And it goes, you're, you're damn right. It is. You're goddamn right. And then they proceed to fight with large wrenches. And you're like, this is the seventh movie in this series. And I'm watching two men fight with wrenches. This is the best. We've series. gone on air multiple times. <laughs> self-proclaimed busters over here. I'm not sure if you're a buster or not. I think you're a buster, Jesse. I think I probably am. If you look at the definition. Yeah. I feel like us trying to say that wrench is probably unrealistically useful for car fixing cars, but I would love to have a gearhead explain to me what that giant wrench is actually for other than busting heads. Well, you know... <gasps> is that when the buster and the gearhead combine? <laughs> it's a great prop work. Uh, That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, shout out to the prop master on this. Um, I do want to just say that uh, I think it's important we acknowledge that Vin Diesel... As we close out the episode, I just want to share this with the with the boys. Go reactions here. Uh, Vin Diesel said famously, "Furious Seven was for Paul. The fate of the Furious is from Paul." Now, what do you think that means? That's gibberish. Because <laughs> Paul Walker was dead when they that made is the fucking, next one. So that I'm not is sure. nonsense. I'm, I'm, it's weird to me that the two people not asking when will it end are responding very cynically to this, where I'm I'm open and full of heart to this one. I think that's really lovely, and I think that's why I'm asking when will it end, because they were really good friends. They started to get, like, the, the Fast and the Furious one was what got them starting acting, basically. And, like, for him to be like, I recognize that Seven is a very special thing. It closed out this person's life. And basically everything after this is just a gift from this man that I love and no longer get to see every day. I think that's really beautiful. And I think that's why Seven works so well is that you, that is what you get. You get all this bullshit. You get some of the best action sequences ever made, like 40-minute sustained action sequences, which is are incredibly difficult to pull off. Yet the heart of it is uh, watching a man, all these people mourn the loss of a friend that's like so important to him in real life. And it's... I love that quote. That's a really beautiful thing to say. It's maybe the most beautiful thing Vin Diesel's ever said. 
Okay, Jesse, I'm going to throw it to you. <laughs> I mean, Charles, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, don't cut this, Charles. Leave it I'm in. Think, just thinking practically. He. What did Vin Diesel like, mean, Jesse? Paul mentioned some sort of bot device that shows up in eight. Oh, you think Vin. it's very literal? I mm-hmm. think it's very literal. I don't know. I think you're selling this short. I think Vin Diesel, like, the scene where Paul Walker saves, like, attempts to save Vin Diesel's life is one of the most strange, meta, heartbreaking moments of uh, since the Lumiere brothers shot that train or whatever. Mm. I quite agree. I can no longer hear Jesse for some reason, so I'm just going to share a quote from the movie, and then we'll end the episode. Um, Well, wait, no, we got to do MVPs. We got to do MVPs. Oh, MVPs. I can't hear Jesse. Wait, really? I could talk about this movie for another hour and a half. God, I hate this shit. Wait, I hate this is the worst uh, part of COVID for sure. Yeah, definitely. Wait, you can't hear Jesse. This is it. Yeah, okay. Jesse, give your MVP. Who's the best person in the movie? Uh Paul. I'll tell you what he says. He yeah, said, you, Paul. you translate for me. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, oh tell our listeners and Charles something. I can hear Jesse and, and Josh. Josh can hear Charles. Jesse, who can you hear? I can hear everybody. What the fuck, Josh? I can't hear Jesse. Oh no! I didn't. I didn't hit anything. Oh dear! This sucks. All right. Well, I'll translate. Okay. This is good. Okay. This is Charles. Good. If you'll be a yeah. go-between at this point, yeah. Um, this will be great. Yeah, I'm loving Paul it. Walker is the DNA of this movie. Also, he he's doing he's some still great talking. acting. He has amazing beats. Paul. Uh, he said Paul. He said a lot of other things, but I'm just gonna say. Okay, Paul. great. Well, uh, yeah. thanks, Charles. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm in agreement, Paul. Uh, not just because he died. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why. Just because he died. Because honestly, you know what? I'm going to take a different... I, I appreciate the Paul Walker, but I'm going to give this one to Vin. I think fucking Vin stood up. He like, there's a huge hole because Brian is the fucking personality of these movies for me. I, Josh loves Dom for some reason. I think he's a emotional black hole. The Letty shit worked. I do too. Uh, he said he does too. Uh, Letty shit worked. The Brian shit worked. Vin stepped up and he fucking nailed it. This is his best performance of the series so far. MVP to to Domaro 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 Domaro. Well, fuck both of you. I'm gonna give it to Jason Statham. He shows up and takes the entire thing to another level by being such a fucking badass. The series needed someone like him to sink their teeth into, and he gives us a big old bloody stake of oh, my British bad guy is, and you're like, oh, what are you, what is he even saying? This fucking loser. Um, <laughs> what a good episode we did of the show. I want to close out with a quote, and if this, if you guys get emotional, please, you can cry on mic. It's okay. Yeah, I know. Thank you. I, I almost did earlier. To shut up. Honest. Shut up. I used to say I live my life a quarter mile at a time, and I think that's why we were brothers, because you did too, no matter where you are, whether it's a quarter mile away or halfway across the world or dead in heaven. You'll always be with me, Dom Toretto, and you, Brian O'Connor, you'll always be my brother, you crazy son of a bitch. You were all so fast and also ever so furious, and I will always miss you. And I hold you in the highest regards, and you married my sister Mia. Goodbye, I'm Dom Toretto.